Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, guys, welcome to I Solemnly Swear, dot, 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 the cursed episode. Yeah, and not for any of the reasons you might think it's cursed. Uh, There's just two of us today. Yeah, unfortunately, Emily's not feeling too great, and she couldn't record. Yeah, we are unfortunately on such a tight schedule with all of these recordings that we just have to do it, the two of us. So... Hopefully, <laughs> not everybody is an Emily stan, <laughs> and like everybody's like, "Oh, Emily's not here. I'm off." Yep, just immediate skip. Listen, here's the truth: we did record this episode about two days ago. Yep, with Emily, she was there. However, situations happen. Technology's against us. <laughs> My audio disappeared. It's just gone from this up. earth. Yeah, it's. It's like it never even happened. Um, so we're re-recording, which this is our first re-record. We would tell you if we'd done it before, we promise. But we have said, been saying since like the start of this, it's going to happen yeah. one day. It's We always it joke every time somebody saves their audio and there's like a momentary like panic, we're always like, oh, it's going to happen one day. And then it did happen, and it was soul-crushing. So thank you to those of you who shared your support when I shared the story post about it. But yeah, this is going to be a little weird. It might be a little short, just me and Sandra today. But yeah, let's jump into it. This is kind of a weird episode. <gasps> oh, goodbye? <laughs> this is so f***ing Jess just left. So we're on Zoom, and um, it's just me now. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> oh, Jess is back. Guess you clicked the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I am alone now. It's fine. Oh my god. Okay. And I swear I did not do that on purpose. I went, okay, got it. And then I was gone and I was like, did my computer crash? <laughs> like, what happened? Okay. Uh, for the listeners, I did just quit our Zoom call. So the cursedness continues. Um, I, let's find out. Sandra, take it away. We start our Friday night dinner, and um, the girls come in, 
And Emily's on the phone with her lawyer. Yes, because she is getting sued for wrongful termination of a past maid. And she's so wrapped up in this phone call that, like, she doesn't even notice that they are there until she finishes her phone call. And, of course, Lorelai is full of jokes about it. Yeah, and the the lady who's suing her, Greta from Hamburg, Germany, um, I ironically just did this. <laughs> right before we started the podcast, my mom kept going up and down the hall. <laughs> and I was like, Mom, please stop. And now I realize I am Emily. I have yelled at someone for clomping. She walks too loud. That was that was the maid's problem. She calls her the clomper. Yeah. yeah. Great. Which, uh, in our original, <laughs> in our original recording, uh, we were all kind of like iffy about whether we support Emily in that or not. Right. Her mm-hmm. her thing is, I pay better than anybody in Hartford. I pay top dollar so I can get exactly what I want. You know, why shouldn't I get exactly what I want? And we were all kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it makes sense if you're going to pay a lot of money to get what you want. But then how would you feel if you got fired because of the way you walk? Yeah, it's kind of like, I understand where she's coming from and that she's saying, like, I want service A and I'm getting service B. However... Getting fired for how you walk seems kind of messed up. We uh, looked into it. We found out that Connecticut is an at-will state. So it is technically, you know, you can get fired for anything. Yeah. And then we kind of clarified, it feels like you can get fired for anything as long as they maybe don't tell you why they're firing you. So, Mm -hmm. like, if she said, I'm firing you because you walk loud... That feels immediately like, boom, that's a great lawsuit. That's a discrimination lawsuit. Yeah. And Emily is very defensive here. Um, Lorelai is obviously uh, enjoying this, kind of like, I don't know. She's surprised it hasn't happened before. Yeah, exactly. But the the reason that we go into detail so much on this is that this comes back in the the rest of the episode, um, this lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And... After we get through Friday night dinner, we pop over to the Independence Inn where we have a very sweet scene of Jackson and Suki fighting in the kitchen. She ordered Brussels sprouts, he delivered pea tendrils, and they're going at it. Do you think, who do you think is in the right here? I think if you order Brussels sprouts and somebody shows up with something else, it's not cool. However, Jackson's reason is that the Brussels sprouts weren't good enough. But mm-hmm. the pea tendrils are great. And Lorelai loves this. She's watching the show. Like, she's, sit- she's sitting down with a cup of coffee. Michelle comes in, upset that he missed part of the show. Because mm-hmm. she was supposed to call him. Michelle and Lorelai are, like, friends. Yeah, they're, like, buddies. They are enjoying mm-hmm. this together. There's no, like, weird meanness to it. It also sounds like this is maybe something that happens semi-often. Quite often, yeah. Uh, Because at the end, Suki and Jackson, like, kiss, and he leaves, see you at home. And she always says, it always ends with a hug. Mm -hmm. And we find out that Lorelai and Suki are going to the learning center to take a class on how to open an inn or something. And Michelle is, like, very incredulous because Mm -hmm. he's like, how do you not know how to run an inn already? Right. And there's two things, two parts to this. Michelle's taking over as the manager of the day. 
um, which makes me think of the hierarchy of power at the end. Like, mm-hmm. Michelle has to be second, third, Mia's first, so Lorelai, and then Michelle. Yeah. Even though he's a receptionist. But he's a concierge. I don't, because we talked about it a little bit, and it's like, we don't see very many high-level employees other Mm -hmm. than Lorelai. Like, clearly Lorelai's up there, Suki runs the kitchen, Michelle is kind of the other person in power who gets to tell people what to do, who gets to sign paperwork. So apparently when Suki and Lorelai are both gone, Michelle's in charge. Yeah, and the second part we find out in this little conversation is that, oh god, Michelle attended the <laughs> Ecole Hotelier de Genève. Uh, Can you say that correctly? <laughs> uh, it's the Hotel Ecole de Genève. I said it so well on our first recording. <laughs> you did. It was so French, but <laughs> we'll pretend. This is a real school. It's in Switzerland. Um, where the school's mission statement is to make their students high-level professionals capable of assuming positions of responsibility in the hospitality, catering, and service industries. It is ranked sixth in Europe for all hotel management schools, which there are at least 10 of. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, and in 2022, costs anywhere from 59,000 to 73,000 Swiss francs, which are actually one-to-one with US dollars. So a year is up to 73 grand. So this is like a really, really good hotel school. Oh yeah. Which begs the question, why is Michelle working in Stars Hollow? Right? Like he should be working at the Ritz-Carlton or something. Like what is he doing- Somewhere with, like, pomp and circumstance. Somewhere where you could earn enough money to, oh, I don't know, pay off mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right? Do you think he has school loans? loans? Or, like, does or he come his, from well, a rich family? We've met his mother. We have. And she, I mean, she shops like a rich person. She does. And she kind of has that air of a rich person, too. Right? Maybe they're, like, really wealthy and he was just like, yeah, I'm going into hospitality. And she was like, fabulous. Do it. <laughs> Well, she was also the mother in the French Prince of Bel-Air, and she was rich there, so Mm. maybe she's just a rich person, you know? (laughs) Typecast as rich woman. Yeah. What a terrible thing. (laughs) But with the learning center that Suki and Lorelai are going to, they're going there from Jackson's recommendations, and the classes he's been to are how to keep bees and how to write a diary. Well, you know... Everybody has their own skill sets. Jackson's very good at plants. Maybe not so good at collecting his <laughs> thoughts in, in a written form. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, It's not against Jackson. It's just, what kind of learning center it's is... It's against the learning center. <laughs> ...is offering these classes. Well, and we will learn more about the learning center later in this episode. But we first move on to Chilton, where... Okay, I gotta admit, Francie is the worst character. Like, honestly, unredeemable in all of Gilmore Girls. I think it's like Francie. No, Christopher's first. Yeah. But Francie is like there. You know what I mean? I mean, mean, that tells you how bad Christopher is, though. If Christopher can surpass Francie, who is like actively 90% glitter and like 10% malice, like that's all she is. But Paris is looking over uh, the votes for the commencement speaker in the student council meeting, 
and um, for the most part, they got in votes for uh, Princess Diana's butler. Joke. And also Dr. Phil. Not joke. I never got the Dr. Phil craze. No, I, like, I didn't even like him when he just had his show that was kind of just, like, kind of gross reality. Mm -hmm. I was just never into him. I never understood why Oprah was into him. That yeah, was a long right. time ago. Yeah, it was ago. like an Oprah spinoff, right? Yeah. Because Oprah used to have, like, guests like mm-hmm. that. You know, like, recurring guests. And I think he came from that. Mm-hmm. Like, Dr. Oz kind of came from that. She doesn't have a great track record with doctors, does she? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. The only thing I know about Dr. Phil is that his son, Jordan something or another, is a singer. Oh, good and, for him. Uh, he it's opened... not Jordan Phil? No, it's Is not Phil Jordan his Phil. first name? <laughs> I think Phil's his first name. Oh, I know nothing about Dr. <laughs> Phil. I just know what he looks like. And uh, he opens for the Jonas Brothers. Dang. Who I went to go see. And I was like, I don't know who the hell you are, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other big thing that we have in this scene is that Rory is trying to kind of get to the bottom of what happened with that last meeting mm-hmm. that Paris wasn't at. And Paris is like, oh, no, I took care of that. I already called the Wadsworth Mansion. I got them to half the price. We'll still be able to give the telescope. Like, she's got it figured out. It wasn't cool. She blames Mr. Hunter. Yes, which I did in our last episode. Because as an adult, you are responsible for making sure that things go smoothly. And he Mm -hmm. just, like, let mean girl stuff happen. So I agree with that. And then when Paris starts a meeting, she choose people out like she's Mm -hmm. like you know an impromptu meeting is something that i created right it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. a supplementary thing so to not have the person that created it is kind of messed up and she's totally right yes but francie just kind of rolls her eyes she does not care you cannot make francie upset you can just make her more mad yeah and all she wants is, for health week, is to have the sign-up booth for the blood drive in the cafeteria. And Rory's still kind of pissed. Mm-hmm. Rory's like, nope. First she says, it's a fire code violation. And Francie's like, well, I actually know the fire code, and it's not a violation. Mm-hmm. Rory continues to spin on that. But essentially, Rory puts her foot down and just says, nope, it's not happening. And Francie looks at her, and it's like, okay, Gilmore, challenge accepted. Yep, bring it on. And she does, but we will get to it later. Um, That night, I assume, we get to the Gilmore house, and it is a special dinner night. It's Al's Pancake World's International Grab Bag Night. It is. Um, Cool in theory, I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, I would not. As a picky person, no way. I just, I can't eat dairy, and I don't eat pork. So I feel mm-hmm. like I need to know allergies. But like right? other than that. <laughs> well, and it doesn't seem like they're labeled in any way, which makes sense. No. It's a grab bag. Um, but they make a whole show of opening at the same time. Rory guesses Moroccan, As which always. I like Moroccan. I had it at Epcot. It was very tasty. <laughs> um, and Lorelai makes some like big guess about having, oh, it was like English colonial inspirations or something something like something weird and while they are getting ready to eat dinner Lorelai listens to her messages Mm -hmm. and she has a message 
from the lawyer asking her to do a deposition for her mom. And did you recognize the voice? I already went through this with you, so I know you didn't recognize the voice. <laughs> I did not. The voice of the lawyer was Seth MacFarlane from wow. Family Guy. Yeah. They just so can't get enough of him. <laughs> and in our first recording, Emily was went back and listened, and she's like, I can't believe I didn't hear it. Yeah. It, it sounds like Brian from Family Guy. <laughs> if Brian was a lawyer for Emily. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe he graduated, um, oh. community college, or And he's working college. for the rich people he hates so much. Yeah, <laughs> and he became a lawyer just like that. That would be incredible. But Lorelai responds to this by immediately picking up the phone, calling her mom, no greeting, nothing, just no. No. And, like, there has to be something sa- to be said about family loyalty. Right. And I understand that Lorelai and Emily don't have the best relationship but right now they're good Mm -hmm. right they've been good for i mean after the yale blow up it seemed like they would never be good again and somehow they fixed that so if you can fix that then hmm. well first off emily doesn't even recognize her when she picks (laughs) the phone and then she just she's like why why can't you do this for me and lorelei doesn't really have a great reason why she wouldn't do this for her mom uh, and in the end, she agrees. She will do it. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to dinner and it's like, oh, wait, we don't actually like this. Let's go to Luke. Which <laughs> we, uh, we've already talked about Michelle's mysterious earnings and mm-hmm. potential mm-hmm. loans. But like buying this much food just to be like, yeah. Meh, I don't want it. And going out and buying more food. Like, it would be one thing if they bought it and were like, oh, this doesn't look so good. Let's have leftovers. Or, you know, let's make a a box of pasta or something. Mm -hmm. But no, they're just going to spend even more money. Supposedly. We've never actually seen them pay at Luke's. True. True. (laughs) But they could be. And just we don't see it. I think actually... That's what Valerie from TikTok said. Valerie was the costume designer, I think. Oh, yeah. And I believe she says that uh, it's just off screen that they pay. But, like, sometimes we see them get there and leave Mm -hmm. in the same scene and they did not eat. I mean, did not pay. So, like, I I mean, maybe there is, like, a little, like, envelope of receipts and <laughs> yeah. every time luke they come in luke like adds the ticket to his envelope yeah. every month and at the end of the month he just yeah a credit system mm-hmm. like the old days well we move on to the world's most boring class it is how to open an inn and the thing is is that lorelei and suki have worked at the independence inn for a very long time especially lorelei they They're know pros. They know how to do this. This course is so beginner Mm -hmm. and they are like, they are so, so much more advanced than this course that Suki can predict almost word for word what the instructor is going to say before he says it. Oh, yeah. And um, Lorelai makes a fortune teller. Oh, guys, we had a great bit in the last (sighs) podcast where I tried to make a fortune teller and failed. I like, Great just imagine <laughs> all of the fun of listening to three people, one of whom is folding paper, 
you guys missed out on a great first run of this. Um, no, and we also had a brief discussion of do you call them a fortune teller or do you call them a cootie catcher? I always call them a fortune teller. And I think Lorelai calls it a cootie catcher. She does, And yeah. I think I've called it that interchangeably, fortune teller or cootie mm-hmm. catcher, usually depending on whether or not a boy was going to be doing it because, like, mm. the boys didn't want to do cootie catchers, but the boy right. would do a fortune teller. Yeah. And I also called Lorelai out because she does it incorrectly. We all agreed yes. when you do a fortune teller slash cootie catcher, you do the outside and then you spell out the color. Then you pick a number, you do the number of opens, and then you pick a number one more time and that is your actual fortune. Which they only do the two levels. Yeah, she only does it yeah. once. I was always more of a mash person myself. I love mash. It was great. Oh my gosh. We should do uh we should do um a Gilmore Girls mash for uh, a rap episode sometime. But I was actually it's so funny cuz mash came up with my friends when we were all over this weekend and we were talking about how mean it is. Oh yeah. How you would put like a good guy, a bad guy, a guy that you definitely don't want to ever end up. And it's like Mm, we were too young, to, or I guess oh, because yeah. we were so young, we were just little jerks about it. But like, no, I don't think I would do it that way. It would be more like... No. <laughs> it would be like celebrities or characters yeah. from a TV show or like, you know, like your group of friends. Because no, there was a lot of like, oh, you're going to be married to Jonathan with 13 in kids and live in a shack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then there would be the person who got like, ooh, you're going to be married to... Some rich celebrity live in a mansion. It was have usually one kid. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Ooh, <laughs> JTT. Okay. But just like Suki and Lorelai, we're getting distracted. Yes. And what's funny is that Lorelai gets reprimanded by the teacher. Yes. Until another person comes in, John Mattern, who starts doing a sales pitch. Which is so weird because I feel like. Well, uh, upon reflection, I feel like if you are so beginner in the stages of like, I want to open an inn that you're taking this course and you're genuinely learning for it fr- from it, you probably shouldn't purchase an inn. But at the same time, if you're the kind of person who fell prey to this course, mm-hmm. maybe you're gullible enough to also buy an inn from the inn salesman. Oh my gosh. We were kind of saying like... The drama that would have occurred if the dragonfly would have been one of those potential ends. Right? Imagine they're, they're like skulking out the door and then he says like the name of the property or the address and they just turn around like, what? She's selling it through this guy? Like how the drama? I yeah. just. Fran says that she's not selling it. So imagine. <laughs> but no. Now I want to, I want to make sure that everybody knows that is just like a fantasy that we yeah. shared that is not, we don't think that is canon. Sometimes we've shared jokes in the past and people are like, I can't believe that they think this. No, it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, Suki and Lorelai literally leave and they try to go get uh, some cookies and coffee. Unfortunately, they taste like feet. Which is weird. I think that maybe ASP has a thing about feet because I know when Lorelai and Rory get back from their trip to Europe, Rory like grabs her pillow and says... Mm-hmm. A pillow that doesn't smell like feet. Oh, interesting. That's like yeah. a thing that had stuck in my head forever. But I've also never thought of cookies that taste like feet. Apparently the cookies yeah. are bad. 
Yeah. What's not bad is the company. While they're standing around the little table with their meh coffee and their Mm -hmm. bad cookies, two gentlemen approach them and one of them lasers in on Suki because he recognizes her. Right. It's Joe. Joe. It's so funny because the actor who plays Joe was in a previous episode of Gilmore Girls and he played the waiter on Jackson and Suki's first date. Like, of all of the actors to recast in this role, why pick the one who was in one scene with the main character? Right? With the person that you're, like, (laughs) such good friends with. But either way, um, Joe and Alex, because Alex is his business partner. Yes. Who's also there. They want to open a chain of coffee places. So while Joe and Suki are having this long-winded oh my god, we worked together for a summer, and it was crazy, and there's a guy named Bung. And a guy named Feldman. They just have all of these stories. It's one Mm -hmm. of those things where you get together, and all of a sudden it's like, no time has passed, you're just remembering all the good times, and they're going on and on and on, Mm -hmm. to the point where Lorelai starts to feel kind of insecure, and so she, like, drags Alex in. Right, and she starts a bit. And at first, Alex is like, what's going on? But Nope, he goes into the bit and he he stays with her. And you know, Lorelai with bits, you just have to go along with them. You do. So they're talking about their uh, shared acquaintance, Fat Sal. And Joe and Suki's conversation essentially wraps with, Hey, did you know the Feldster has a restaurant? We should go to his restaurant and mess with him by sending back dish after dish after dish until he gets so mad he comes out. And Sugi's like, that sounds great. That sounds like fun. And it seems like this is going to be a fun outing for these two old friends. Exactly. I want to give my opinion on this scene. I don't think it's flirty. I don't think Mm -mm. it's... uh, I don't even think he was asking her out on a date, necessarily. No. It definitely didn't feel like a date. That will change at some point. Between the time that we see him now and the next time we see him. But at this point, I don't think there's any flirting. It genuinely just feels like two old friends who are bumping into each other. Mm -hmm. We move on back to Chilton. And Rory and Paris are eating together. And it's so sweet. I just, I love their friendship. I wish we got more moments like this in the early seasons. Mm Because I feel like every time we get even close to them being friends, it gets destroyed within an episode. Yeah. They are together. Uh, Paris is upset about her food. Uh, Apparently the gravy has touched the asparagus and God forbid. (laughs) Which my point to that was, um, you have asparagus on your plate. That is already so much better than most school lunches. Right? It's not just corn that, like, they got from a can. Like, it's asparagus. Yeah, it doesn't work out well for Paris. I think that Paris and Emily are the same person in this episode. A little bit. Right? Like, they have Just the a little same bit too attitude. exacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while this is happening, and they're eating, um, or rather while Paris is going to get a new plate, and doesn't get one, an airplane flies over to Rory's table. A paper airplane. <laughs> a paper Not airplane. an actual no, airplane. No, a paper one. <laughs> and it says, we need to meet, write down a time and place, and for some God knows reason, Rory Gilmore picks a 
freaking parking garage in the middle of nowhere. There is no name on this paper airplane. Nope. So she is just agreeing to meet an unknown person, and she chooses the most secluded spot. A parking garage that we've never seen before. And she, she writes down the time and place. There's a sound. She looks away. And when she looks back, the airplane is gone. So there's some kind of espionage going on here. But our next scene is the parking garage, which, where? And why? (laughs) Like, is there a business park a block away? Why would you go there? I could think of it's like Hartford Mall or something. And they're meeting there. But like, this is is such a TV show moment. Oh, yeah. Because no woman is going to be like, you know where we should meet? A really, Alone really in a parking garage. Yeah, parking garage. Yeah, so we do get there, and it's pretty deserted. Like, clearly there are some cars there, mm-hmm. but Rory just goes on in on her own with no backup, and it's Francie, which really isn't a surprise because Francie is a member of the Puffs. She's part of a secret society. She likes to do this kind of, like, cloak and dagger stuff. But Francie, she's just here to call a truce. She yeah. wants to have a good While senior with the lighter. Year. She, yeah, she just, you know, she wants to be done with this. She wants to move on. And can they just shake on it? And Rory, bless her heart, agrees. And I'm going to call this Rory's stupidest moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? You know she's messing with you. When has Francie ever done anything nice? Ever? The one time was when she was just trying to get you into the puffs. Mm-hmm. And look at how that ended up. Crime literal crime (laughs) (laughs) i don't i mean i like the car alarm and then suddenly francie's gone kind of thing Mm -hmm. but i kind of feel the same as rory of like just stop right Right. because where does she go that's the thing they pull out to a wide shot afterwards and it's like maybe she's hiding behind a beam but then like very awkward to hide behind a beam and then you'll have to like shift around while rory walks away Mm -hmm. Or she just ran silently, like, laying away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, in my head, I'm just picturing her, like, dashing past yeah. in this uh, garage. I don't know. But we go back to the inn, and Michelle and Lorelai are having a discussion about work. Lorelai's like, remember to do this, remember to do that. And he's like, yeah, no, I know how to do my job. Like, mm-hmm. calm down. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm just stressed over the deposition. Yes. But Michelle is like, oh, those are easy. Mm-hmm. Nothing to worry about. one before. Yeah. You know, one time his neighbor had this really, really cute dog that always uh, yapped and was always up all night. And then all of a sudden it went away. So I had mm-hmm. to do the position. <laughs> so, yeah, Michelle, Michelle was deposed and maybe it was fine. Dog. He has the lie detector test to prove that he did not. <laughs> but Which are always true. Always yeah. are, you know, 100% um, mm-hmm. evidence. Yeah. But Lorelai responds, you got rid of a dog? And he's just like, no, of course not. But this is where we start to see, okay, Lorelai is nervous about this deposition. Mm -hmm. But while they're having this conversation, Joe arrives to pick up Suki for the non-date. Non. The lunch that they were going to have at an old friend's restaurant. 
And he goes to the kitchen and just starts chopping and adding things to pots. Like, he walks in, has his coat over his arm, sets his coat down, immediately grabs a bundle of, like, green onions or chives or something, starts chopping them, doesn't ask, hey, he puts them in a random pot. Uh Uh-huh. Not even the pot she's stirring. No, just, like, a different pot. Like, what if she was making a caramel sauce in that? Like, there could have been anything in these pots. And he just, no hands washed, just getting in there. Doesn't wash his hands, doesn't know what's going on. And Suki says nothing. Yeah. She's not like, oh my God, step away from the food or go wash your hands. Like, you've seen her so controlling in the kitchen and it's just like. Think about, what, two episodes ago for Thanksgiving? She was upset about her sous chef, Bob, who she has trained running the inn for one day. But she lets Joe just get in here. ASP likes to name Bob. Do we have a lot of Bobs? The lawyer is also named Bob. Oh, how awkward. Maybe yeah. Bob left because he was so frustrated. And he's now a lawyer. Who's yeah. also Seth McFarland. Oh my gosh. Too many things. <laughs> but yeah, Joe is here to pick up Suki. And while they're talking, he says, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm getting the second chance. I really kicked myself for never asking you out. And Suki's like, oh, yeah. And then she realizes what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And she gets out of the kitchen real quick to go talk to Lorelai. She looks so uncomfortable. And she goes to Lorelai, who's on the phone with, like, a guest who wants free breakfast. And she's just like, no. We don't Um, do that. We don't do that. And Suki is doing a Melissa McCarthy special of, like, trying to explain with her hands. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and finally Lorelai hangs up and she's just like Cho thinks this is a date which this is a Joe problem mm-hmm. it's not a Suki problem Suki didn't do this Suki didn't bring this on herself and Lorelai says that she's like it was not a date you were gonna bust Feldster's chops busting chops is not a date And Suki is trying to figure out how she can let him down. And one of her ideas is, oh, I could tell him I'm a lesbian. Or you can just... And Lorelai's like... Tell him you're married, which you are. Yeah, that would work too. Right? And to her credit, Suki does go right back in the kitchen and pretty much just straight up goes in and says, Hey, actually, I'm married. Is that okay? Yeah. Now that you are uh, a woman with a ring on her finger, do you often wear it? I do. Um, I wear it generally whenever I leave the house, if I am, like, dressing for the Mm -hmm. day. You know, if I'm, like, running to the grocery store in sweats or something, I might not. But I even went so far as to get, like, a pack of silicone rings so that if I'm going, like, hiking or to the gym, I can still wear something on my finger because it's important to me. Mm-hmm. It's not important to everyone, and that's totally okay. And Suki takes hers off when she cooks, which is why she did not have it on. But wouldn't she have she had it on? She would have had it at the learning center. At the right? learning center? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. 
No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, Joe takes this rejection very well. Yes. Um, he's totally like, you know what? I understand. I, I'm i the one who messed up, right? Because I didn't ask you out 10 years ago. But let's just cancel the dinner today. And we can reschedule. I can get a date. You can bring your husband. We can meet. It's, like, the most healthy way to handle rejection. He's not mad at her. He's not even, like, really embarrassed for himself. He's just like, oh, you know, I didn't realize that, and that's totally okay. I love that he suggests postponing and making Mm -hmm. it a different thing, because I feel like if they had gone and, you know, still gone and gone to the restaurant... There would have been that awkwardness hanging over them oh, yeah. where Suki would feel like, oh my gosh, is this still kind of a date? And obviously Joe would be uncomfortable. But no, totally different thing. I love it. It kind of, it well, it reminded me, but it's the opposite. Let me explain. Reddit slash or slash nice guys. Oh, yeah. It's a guy where it, he's like totally nice and he's asking you out and then you say no. And so he calls you every slur in the book. Right? Yeah. And it's so disappointing how quickly the switch is. No, Joe is nothing like that. He is, yeah. you know, okay. Let's bring your husband. And it reminded me of Kirk. Yeah. When uh when Lorelai lets him mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So let's see how other guys uh handle rejection throughout the years. Um, because I'm curious. Yeah. To see if they all handle it correctly. (laughs) Well, I think Joe is definitely up there with one of the best. But Suki, poor sweet Suki, as soon as Joe leaves, screams out, I'm a whore. Which is, like, so ridiculous. She did not want this. She did not bring it on. She did not entertain it once it was out. Like, she didn't flirt with him and think, ooh, maybe this is my chance. Nothing. She was going to go out to lunch with an old friend as soon as she realized that's what that wasn't what it was. She stopped it. Mm-hmm. And it's a little jarring, because so far in the show, we haven't gotten super bad words, right? Mm-hmm. And to hear it from Suki about herself, for yeah. what? Catching the eye of another guy, and suddenly you're the whore? Well, Uh, and I mean, like, Lorelai flirts with everybody. Yeah. Everywhere. All the time. And there's definitely not that, like, association with Lorelai. You know, if Lorelai was with somebody, and another guy asked her out, it would be something that was like, oh, no, thanks, though. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be, oh my gosh, I'm a whore, I am cheating on my husband. I can't remember who she was dating, Lorelai, at the time. Maybe Max, when she's, like, on the phone 
and she's flirting with Manny. That's the linen yeah, person. Yeah, the towel guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she's not calling herself a whore because she's not. No. No. Like, like it, it just, it, it, we're upset about it because it gets worse later. Yes. But before we get there, uh, our next scene is the town square where Rory is trying to prep her mom for this deposition. And here we have another example of Lorelai just really not being able to take these questions seriously. She's not interested in framing them in a way that is flattering to her mom. Um, And Rory's really trying to prompt her to be like, make your answers things that will get grandma out of trouble without lying essentially. Yeah, and it's like shape your answers, you know? Don't say that she's a crazy B-word who needs everything uh, strict. Say she's a perfectionist. Right? Yeah. Like, like change up the language. Spin it. Yeah. Spin it in a way that is not, yeah, not going to make them think, okay, even her daughter thinks she's a witch with a B. Yeah. And they get to Luke's, which is their destination, because I guess... They just go to Luke's every night. I mean, that's basically kind of the way it is. Yeah. And Luke meets them at the door because he's out of food because Jess, remember that cute guy with the dark hair? Uh-huh. Her, um, he's still in boyfriend. this show. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to order food for the diner and didn't. Yep. And that that is Jess's only mention. That is Luke's only uh, appearance in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just need a reminder that they exist. The Gilmore yep. guys are still there. <laughs> yes yes they are but i think it's funny that luke gave jess that responsibility because yeah jess hasn't really proven himself to be very responsible in terms of the diner true has he hasn't been employee of the month yet right uh for walmart wait has that already happened no they just found out that he was he worked at walmart yeah yeah because I was trying to think, like, we know that he's got good work ethic when he wants to, but mm-hmm. not yet. Not yet. Like, I want to think, like, Luke that week was just like, you know what? I'm going to try it out with Jess. Right? Giving him a chance. I'm going to give him a chance. But wouldn't you double check? If I had been running a business by myself for, like, the past decade plus, yes. If I had been doing the ordering every week, yes. But... That's our Luke. He's a trusting guy. Yeah, and he's just going to go to Dozie's and pick up some food. Lorelai's mm-hmm. like, okay, can you also pick me up a magazine and, like, some other Paper stuff? towels. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that was it. Goodbye, Luke. You're gone from the rest of the episode. And uh, we move back to Chilton to, of course, my favorite person in the world, Francie, uh, who goes to Paris and... In a bathroom. <sighs> and we always know if Francie's if in, a bathroom, in a bathroom, bad news. Yep. And gosh, apparently some pictures were shoved into her locker, and there are Rory and Francie meeting, but not because Francie called the meeting, but because Rory did. And she's yeah. just, you know, telling Paris about all the awful things Rory has done, and how she's organized a plot against Paris, and obviously Francie's innocent in all of this, and um, also, you know... Rory just really feels like you spend too much time with your boyfriend. That is like the magic words. All the way through Francie's BS, Paris is doubting it, right? Because Paris knows Francie does not have her best interest at heart. But when Francie says, 
She's taking advantage of the fact that you're spending so much time with that boyfriend of yours that she knows. She knows that regardless of what happened, Rory and Francie have had a private conversation about her because Rory is the only one who knows about Jamie. And you know how this could have been all saved from the beginning? Rory Gilmore could have opened her (laughs) goddamn mouth and told Paris about this. This is my least favorite trope in all of media, Mm -hmm. which is where two characters just decide not to communicate and everything stems from a miscommunication or a lack of communication. If as soon as Francie had called her into that uh, car park, what my... <laughs> Are you British now? <laughs> what What's it even called? Parking uh, garage? The parking, parking garage. <laughs> if as soon as Francie had called her into that parking garage, if Rory had left and gone... Hey, I just need you to know, Francie's doing some weird stuff. She's shook hands with me in a parking garage. This would be fine. However, it's not fine. Paris is clearly heartbroken. She's devastated. Because Jamie is her her secret. Mm -hmm. And now Francie knows? Of all of the people who could know about her secret, Francie knows? And unfortunately, this spills over into their next class, which is fencing. fencing. Paris comes in late. Wait, we have to focus. Right? Of course. Fencing? They have fencing, (laughs) and they have suits of armor in the classroom. We've never seen this before. Like, how do we not know that Rory takes fencing in school? Right. It's just... That... Like, this should have been mentioned before. Because that's such a cool Right? Like, her mom would have made fun of her. Mm -hmm. Richard would have been like, oh, yes, I did fencing when I was your age. You know, like... But Why apparently no. would have made so many parent trap jokes about the oh, fencing. Yeah. Like, come on. And I mean, they have to wear the full getup. So they're mm-hmm. all in like their little white suits with their masks. But Paris comes in late and Rory is just like queen oblivious. She just doesn't understand that Paris is upset. She's trying to figure out what's going on. And they're going through some basic, like the instructor is calling out different moves or whatever it is. And it becomes very apparent very quickly that Paris is not following them. She is just taking this opportunity to attack Rory because she's been betrayed. I saw the pictures. Like, I think Paris in that moment, as the audience looking in, right, not knowing what's going to happen, you're thinking, oh, Paris believes everything that Francie says. No, Mm -hmm. Paris did not believe anything. It was no, the boyfriend she says, comment. I know when I'm being manipulated, mm-hmm. but you told her about Jamie. And they have an epic fencing duel. Where they do. Rory gets like thrown <laughs> to the ground. Yes. And that's when Paris breaks and she says, I can't believe I ever considered you my best friend. Oh, Paris. Poor Paris. This is so hard because we've seen how hard it is for Paris to make friends. Like, we've watched this whole process. And also it sucks for Rory because Rory thought she was out here doing the right thing. Nope. Nope. No, and I think even when she's, like, down on the floor and Paris says that, I think she realizes, crap, I messed up here. Yeah. Because we go off to the next scene and uh, it's Friday night dinner again. And Rory's still upset about this, right? Mm-hmm. She's talking to Lorelai about it. Lorelai's just like, 
you know, the best, the only thing you can do is let her stab you at this point. (laughs) Yeah. She also says she hates Francie and that girl is awful. She'll probably be president one day. (laughs) (laughs) And they are so like deep into this conversation when they walk in, they're continuing the conversation as they're taking their coats off. They're just in it. Emily isn't saying anything. Nope. And it's kind of suspicious because Lorelai, when she's coming in, she's saying, like, do you want me to go to school and sit down with her? And, like, that is a perfect moment for Emily Gilmore to be like, what's going on at Chilton? Oh, yeah. Do I have to go? Emily would love to get involved in a a parent-teacher conference. Mm Mm-hmm. You know it. But no. She, they finally say, everything all right? Kind of quiet. And she says... Well, you know, I don't really have anything to say. I know. I'll read instead. And it's Lorelai's deposition. And She has it in this big spiral-bound book. This thing is really thick, so it makes me wonder how long this deposition is. Um, But yeah, she has everything that Lorelai said about her. And I hope that it shocks nobody, but Lorelai really didn't do a great job. No, um, she was sarcastic. She was mean, kind of. I mean, she talked about Emily, the way that she is comfortable talking about her mother mm-hmm. with it's strangers. Just, yeah. Which is like, she doesn't have a problem bad-mouthing her mom. No, I've never been to court in that capacity. Um Me neither. The most I've ever done is when my parents were getting divorced. And I had mm-hmm. to talk to a um, a mediator, but like it does seem terrifying, like the process. Yeah. So I understand that Lorelai was flustered. She was, you know, probably a little scared. That's really no excuse. No. Well, and it's it's a bummer that Emily isn't here for this episode because I think Emily was like the strongest proponent of like. A deposition is, like, a legal proceeding, and you have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, Emily was kind of over the opinion, like, you can't even spin spin something to make it better, which right. is totally fair, and also probably what you should actually do if you're oh, ever definitely. called to court. Um, but from the perspective of Emily and, and Rory, this is Lorelai not taking this seriously and potentially getting Emily in a lot of trouble. And Emily is very upset. And Rory wants nothing to do with it. My opinion about this is that it sucks because Lorelai did this to Emily. However, legally, she was right. Yeah. But also, Emily kind of deserves to get sued. So... (laughs) Yeah, I think... It's just, if if Lorelai could have not embellished everything, she would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like, if she didn't make everything a bit, which we love about her, that's Lorelai. I don't think making everything a bit while you're in court is the best. No. But she did. And yeah, Rory is very uncomfortable, and it seems like this evening is just going to be them listening to the deposition and all of the terrible things that Lorelai <laughs> said about Emily. Well, unfortunately, things are not going well for Rory either. Uh, We hop back to Chilton, and we're in the cafeteria where there is a giant blood drive sign that says, Give Till It Hurts, which is a terrible motto for a blood drive. 
Oh, I just remembered a story that I actually gave in the episode we originally <laughs> recorded. first recording? I used to be the blood drive queen at school. So I was the one who um, did the dates. I'm the one who, like, set up all the uh, signups, everything. That was, like, the my volunteer group, what we were in charge of. So, like, I know so many words. Hemoglobin mm-hmm. and... Uh, I know what to eat, and I know what blah, 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 and this and this. Um, unfortunately, I can't give blood anymore because I am anemic, right? Oh, and no. a lot of women are. But did you give blood in high school? No. Um, and Sandra definitely doesn't know this because we definitely haven't had this conversation before. Nope. Um, no, I am I am really terrified of needles, uh, you know, which is funny with all of the dissection and necropsy and and everything else that I've done in my in my professional life I just don't like needles I've even done injections on animals and stuff Mm -hmm. but I don't like them in me so I have not but I am an organ donor so once I'm dead you can take it all just (laughs) drain me like a deer (laughs) same I'm actually really bad with dissections so like Not that I've had many in my professional life because I'm an HR person. What have you you dissected? (laughs) When we had to dissect a frog and a uh, baby pig. Oh, fetal pigs are (sighs) great. That was horrifying and I hated every moment (laughs) of it. And I remember a group of us, while this was happening, we raised our hand and we're like, so what happens if we don't dissect? Right. And they're like, "Uh, you get a zero for the day. And I was like, is that going to really affect my average a lot? And we weighed the options and we left. Wow. I mean, I think that if you're going to do dissections, we're so off topic, but might as well. If you're going to do a dissection, (laughs) um, you need to give students the option to opt out. Like, there are so many people these days that... um, Oh, yeah. There's a website that you can go on and, like, um, do the dissection... Online. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not when we were there. No, but I will say that this is kind of an important thing, you know, people being uncomfortable with certain things because we skipped over it in our earlier discussion, but Madeline is terrified of the word blood. And she that was screams. one of the reasons that uh, Rory gave for why they shouldn't have a giant blood drive sign in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Especially one that it says make people... give until you hurt. Yeah, it would make people uncomfortable. Anyway, it is present. And that means that Francie Got has gotten the okay from Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do see Paris, Madeline, and Louise come into the cafeteria. And they very firmly sit with their backs to Rory. And Rory is sitting there with her lunch. Another paper airplane appears. And we're seeing Francie, so we know she didn't throw it. <laughs> She's it's got another, her, like... It's a girl from the puffs. I, I'm right? She's got the puffs in on this. Mm-hmm. But the uh, she opens the paper airplane and it just says leper inside Mm -hmm. and rory throws it on the ground puts on her headphones and moves on with her life yep it goes back to reading because guess what she's been here before Mm -hmm. she's done this already um and she's okay being alone it's lonely and i think we'll see that in the uh later on and at night at the end of the episode but like she's okay she'll get over this because the thing is, is that even though Rory is Paris's best friend, Paris is not Rory's best friend. 
there is always so much drama when you have like home friends and school friends mm-hmm. and the lines cross, but yeah. Rory's gonna be okay, but it's gonna suck while this is the situation. So we end the Suki Jackson plot by going to their house, and Suki has prepared all of Jackson's favorites. We have uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival playing. Which is one of his favorite bands. Yep. I love this scene because it lets us look into Suki and Jackson's life where the Gilmore girls are not present. Mm -hmm. Because it's fun to remember that they have their own lives. Um, But this scene is a real downer. Oh, yeah. Because Jackson starts connecting the dots and he screams out, you cheated on me. And, and Suki doesn't say no. She says, she says I accidentally flirted. <laughs> I flirted accidentally. I don't think she flirted at any point. I don't think so either. And like, we had a great discussion about this in our first recording in this episode, but... <laughs> you have to let it go, Jess. <laughs> I know. It's just like, if this was a situation where you had a, a male or, you know, whoever, a friend come to you and say... Oh my gosh, I it's so great getting together. Like it's been such a long time. We have so many great stories. Let's go out to lunch. Mm-hmm. My first impression would not be like, "Oh, he wants to go on a date with me." No. I'd be like, "Oh, my friend wants to get together with me." Like this is the distance between me now and like high school. Yeah. If one of my high school buddies was like, "Hey, do you want to go get lunch?" I wouldn't be like, "Actually, you need to know I'm engaged." Can we still go to lunch? Like, that that yeah. would never be where I go. I think it's natural when you have, like, a family to be, yeah. like, my husband, right? I have to check in with my husband because Charlie needs a babysitter. Right? Yeah, that's totally, like, that's totally legit. But, no, Suki did not do anything wrong. And the fact that she over-exaggerated the situation and then that caused Jackson to freak out. Just not great. Remember the next episode, so I can't remember if this continues. I hope it doesn't. This seems like it was such a silly thing. And another thing where literally, if Suki had said goodbye to Joe, had then got on the phone and been like, Jackson, you will not believe the hilarious thing that just happened Mm -hmm. to me. Remember how I told you I was going out to lunch with Joe? Turns out he thought it was a date. Like, we canceled and he wants to make it a double date with you and a date for him. Mm-hmm. That would have saved the situation. There was something in the early 2000s, even 90s, or even before that, that's like, men and women can't be friends. Oh, yeah. And if they are friends, it's just because the guy wants to sleep with her or because I she's mean, into I mean, how many rom-coms are based on that premise? Mm-hmm. Like, the friends that have been friends forever and then, like... Oh, actually, they're soulmates or whatever. Right, yeah. yeah. Just friends and mm-hmm. all of these, yeah. And that's so detrimental to, like, like just yeah. having actual friendships. You don't owe anyone anything. You can just be friends. So, yeah. like, it sucks because it seemed like Suki and Joe were really, uh, they had a lot of chemistry. Yeah, like, friend chemistry, too, mm-hmm. but, like, also... They did seem like they would have been cute if they had gotten together. It would have been a cute couple. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say, like, it wouldn't have been, because it would have been. But But, Jackson. 
you know, yeah, Jackson and Sophia Jackson. are already together. And they're married. So. Yes. Well, we've got one scene left, and we go back to the Gilmore Girl house, mm-hmm. and Rory is turning in early for the night, uh, and Lorelai's like, really, this early? And she says, yeah, not talking to anybody all day is kind of exhausting. So do you think at this point she calls Jess to tell her about her day? I mean... Because she would have She can't call him because her mom gets on the phone. Um, oh, shortly fair. after, yeah. and I don't think that Rory has her own line, but mm-hmm. um, I would assume that she's probably venting a little bit to Jess. I remember when I was younger and into fan fiction, not saying that I'm not into whatever. Um, when I was younger, I read this fan fiction where uh, Rory tells Jess about everything that happens, and then he does a hit on her. Like he, oh my gosh, yeah. on Francie? Yeah, on Francie, um, because he was that kind of bad boy. And <laughs> it's like, well, no, he's not. <laughs> he works at Walmart. He's a pretentious <laughs> little kid who's not going to murder anyone. But I always think of that whenever I watch this episode. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's the magic of, of fan fiction. Uh, just briefly on that tangent, a friend and I accidentally stumbled into the adventures, uh, or the uh winnie the pooh's adventures of uh-huh um <laughs> which is just like people write the most whack fan fiction that's tangentially got like a winnie the pooh character in it but it maybe also has like sabrina the teenage witch and spider-man and two characters from an animated movie that you forgot that you ever watched and like a bunch of anime characters and a bunch of original characters it was a trip so if you're ever like I want to waste the next two, right? I want to waste the next two hours. Look up the Pooh's Adventures of Wiki and just challenge yourself. I maybe there's a Gilmore Girl in there. I don't know. I'll have to dig. But anyway, super off topic. Rory goes to bed, and Lorelai gets a phone call, Mm -hmm. and she gets a phone call from Alex, the business partner. Alex. We didn't talk about it because we talked about it in our original recording, but there's something special about Alex, mm-hmm. um, and it's that he is a pretty well-known actor, he at is. least today. Um, his name is Billy Burke, and he is Charlie from Twilight. Uh, so this is a pretty great mini-arc that we have here where we get a little Charlie action, but mm-hmm. Sandra and I both agree, better with the mustache. Oh, totally. There's something about the mustache that, uh... It completes him. Yeah. This version of him, I'll be honest, like, just this episode of him, mm-hmm. I'm not on the Alex train. No, I'm not sold on him. No. Um, But Lorelai is, because he's calling her to ask her out on a date. Um, He got her number through Michelle, who was apparently just giving out her number to random men who called for her. Inspired. <laughs> Yes, um, but super honestly, inappropriate. in real life, he would be fired. Yeah, I, I I had a supervisor who gave my schedule, including my extracurricular schedule, to a random person who walked into our showroom looking for me one time. So I'm dangerous. no longer working there. Oh yeah, and then I had to spend the next couple of months being like, "Is somebody stalking me? Does somebody know where I'm going before mm-hmm. and after work?" Turned out, luckily, it was an old friend who was just trying to buy something and give me commission. But, again, I don't work there anymore, and that sucked and was wrong. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. But you can 
ask a coffee freak out on a coffee date, which is what Alex is doing. Yeah, and I mean, that's the perfect words, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to go to coffee shops. Oh, sold. Like, it's Multiple more like coffee no more. shops yeah. to compare coffee. Like, mm-hmm. you could not think up a better date. That would be the worst date that I would ever go on because I don't Yeah, don't coffee. take Sandra or I out <laughs> no. for coffee. What I thought was funny, we didn't... We didn't mention the first time, so you're getting something exclusive. <gasps> is that earlier in the episode, Emily says that her shores are sarcastic. But mm-hmm. she says to Alex, sure. So I don't. And it's definitely. Yeah. Not it's sarcastic. Real. Yeah. Yeah. So either the writers forgot that they just said <laughs> that, or uh, Emily's wrong. And Lorelai wasn't being sarcastic. Maybe whenever Emily is involved, right? she has sarcastic shares. But yeah, so that was the episode. Lorelai's got a date with a coffee man. Uh, Rory is a leper. Emily's mm-hmm. maybe still getting sued. I can't remember if this continues on beyond this episode, remember. but we'll Honestly, have to see. For being a cursed episode, it's also not a very great episode. No, it's... Not an especially memorable episode. Yeah, so, okay, full disclosure, we know who Town's Person of the Week is. We already had this debate. <laughs> yes. I think we can all agree that the person that was the best in this episode was actually someone, a one off character. Yeah, we try really hard not to do this, but in this situation, Joe really stood out. He he didn't do anything wrong. No. Like, he went into this excited about an old friend, excited about having a chance to ask out the girl he's, you know, had a crush on for 10 years. He didn't know she was married, and as soon as he knew, he was okay, he wasn't weird about it, and he just moved on with his life. Right, and let's discuss why it's not anyone else. Lorelai, her deposition, uh, no. Rory, um, so naive. Yeah. At the end of the day, she did kind of mess up with with Paris. Yeah. Definitely not Emily. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not not Paris. No. Definitely not Francie. Or Michelle with his, uh, like, it could have been Michelle, right? Mm -hmm. Because he took over, he showed initiative. But then he gave he got out rid of his a dog. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was gonna say he gave out his boss's number, but also he may have killed the dog. So like there is that connection as well. Yeah, Suki and Jackson. I mean Suki. Suki didn't do anything wrong in this episode, but I just no. It wasn't but her she best blamed episode. herself, and yeah. she like got into a shame spiral. And then yeah, Jackson also yeah. Was not great. So, Joe! So, Joe! <laughs> Congratulations, Congratulations, Joe. You win Honorary Townsperson of the Week. I don't know if you're from Stars Hollow, so honorary. Um, yeah. I'm assuming no. But, yeah, thank you guys for, you know, <laughs> uh, sticking bearing by. With us? Yeah, bearing with yeah. Bearing with us with this episode. Obviously, Emily was not feeling well today. Um, and she is pregnant, so we want to give her, you know, a little bit of space. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode regardless yes um and as always i was jess and i was emily and now sandra <laughs> and we'll see you next week hopefully with the whole crew yep bye bye
Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. And you can follow us on Instagram at townmeetingpod and email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and support us at buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting. If you like, send us a message on our answering machine at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. Thank you again. We appreciate all of you.